I'm, I've been asked to come into the studio to tell them more detail. Uh, the guys that call me in, they wanted me to explain more detail about what I meant by immigrant trap. Because in the middle of all of that, I've been speaking about the city of Toronto, where I live. So a lot of people have called in. And I know guys from Montreal have called in uh, from the Tamil community asking, you know, me, uh, asking them, what did he say about this and this? You know, because he mentioned Toronto and Montreal especially. Uh, and it's probably the same in British Columbia, Vancouver. And I'd given Surrey, British Columbia as an example, you know, with the Indian community, the, the Punjabis there. So this large population of Tamils, Tamil refugees have come from Sri Lanka from the war and they've arrived and settled predominantly in Canada in two metropolitan areas. One is Toronto and the second is Montreal. Montrealers, the, the Tamil community in, in, in Montreal, most of them have, have come, have arrived in Toronto and ended up in Montreal. Or maybe they arrived in uh, Montreal from outside and that's where they claimed their refugee status and they stayed there and they liked it. But a lot of, there's a much bigger population of Tamils, Tamil Canadians in Toronto. And so I said, how come? There's, there's none, you know, in, in, in New Brunswick, in Moncton or Fredericton or Halifax, Nova Scotia, right? How come you haven't moved there, right? The reason is because the community is here, right? So what? So what if the community is here? Well, we are all speaking English. You go to work. You speak English. So your income is coming from an English source, right? Unless you're in, you know, one or two grocery stores and you're working here. But predominantly, the the most, you know, you're earning your income. You need money to survive, right? It's coming from a place where everybody's speaking English in that workplace. So you have to know English. So why haven't you moved there? Or because your food is not there and your temples are not there, right? Like in Toronto, there's a huge... You know, there's plazas with Tamil culture, Tamil food. And I said, okay. So if five or six families move to Moncton, New Brunswick, they don't, they can't get a hold of rice and, and, and curry powder. It's, you can order it through Amazon today. Okay, let's just say, okay. But why do you need that? The reason is multiculturalism is, is, is what Canada is known for. Multiculturalism is where... We encourage people, this is what the Canadians say, we encourage people to come and we have a multi, 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 you know, many cultures. And we encourage you to keep your ethnic culture from back home when you come here. So the Tamils are encouraged to have their Tamil temple, Hindu temple, over in McNichol and Finch, and have their food, have their halls, encouraged to have to to you know keep their heritage and celebrate it right so do when they celebrate it right do you see many canadians coming to watch the celebrations no but if you go to norway and you have a tamil you know let, let's say a, a tamil dance known as baradhanatyam 
Bardana Petra. You know, my, I'm not, I'm not, I was born outside of Sri Lanka. So you have a Tamil dance on the stage. 90% of the people watching there are Norwegians. They are actually coming to, to, to see what's going on, right? So what's going on here? It, it's simple. How come the Punjabis are not coming to watch our show? Simple, because they're not interested. Why? Because they have their own stuff, right? And they're much more happy with their own stuff. So what it's doing here is it's, it's little pockets of cultures that stay within themselves. So multiculturalism, by having a guy here who's got still his back home culture, he, that's the best. That's, he's known it to be the best. He's coming into another country called Canada. You should be engaging and looking at other cultures and spending a lot of time with other cultures so you know that yours is just the same as everybody else's. In America, it's called the melting pot. So there, I think it's a much better system because they learn about each other, but they're Americans first. Here, you're Canadian, you're Tamil Canadian. There, you're American Tamil. Okay, so... You know, if the melting pot was here, you'd be Canadian Tamil, right? But the multicultural system here, you're Tamil Canadian. So what is it does is it's, it brings up something, it, it encourages or fosters something called ethnocentrism. That means everything is central to your ethnicity. But also you think your ethnicity is superior to the others. So that's why we had problems with Punjabi people when we had come into the, uh, or at least in my age group, a lot of fights between Tamils and Punjabis in the suburb of Scarborough in Toronto. Because when we had come in, it was just after the Punjabis were here. And the Punjabis were the ones being subjected to kind of racism from the, let's say, white guys in Canada, the white boys in, in, in school. Now, when the Tamils had arrived, they knew less English than the Punjabis. They were more fobby. So many people may not know this term. Fob means fresh off the boat, right? Actually, it should be FOP, fresh off the plane, because we all arrived in planes. But this guy is a fob, as opposed to me. I'm a Tamil guy, but I know more English. Look at the way I dress. I've got my Gucci or whatever. I've got my Nikes on, and he's got dress shoes. He doesn't know how to dress because he just got off the plane. He's a fob. I'm not. Right? So even among Tamils, there's this business of this guy's a fob and I'm not a fob. I'm more westernized. So everybody wants to be westernized. Right? Let's say when they get here. But well, that's why the fights between the Punjabis and the Tamils started. The Punjabis started, you know, being racist towards the Tamils. Right? So it's all this, you know, like here you have Indian Punjabis that don't want to associate with Indian Muslims, the old school guys, right? Because of stuff from back home. You have Sri Lankan Tamils that are, are separate from Indian Tamils. And one one group thinks a different way about another group. Let's be serious. A lot of Indians don't like Tamils from Sri Lanka. Firstly, because of what, you know, a lot of Indians blame. I mean, we did assassinate their president or prime minister Rajiv Gandhi because of him being involved in Sri Lankan politics. So the Tamil Tigers had come over and killed him. So a lot of now in Canada, you find the Indians don't like the Sri Lankans because of that stuff back home. That's what is known as ethnocentrism, right? So you're bringing your stuff here and you think your culture is better than the other culture, but you haven't really mixed. So in Malvern, where I live in Scarborough, there's a huge population of Tamils, 
huge population of Jamaicans. Tamils are racist towards Jamaicans. Let's not kid ourselves. Tamil people think they're better than Canadians, than Jamaicans, because they've come in here and the Jamaican the Jamaican population has been in Melbourne before the Tamil population got here. But the Tamils have become more successful because the Tamils are more into, you know, achieving success. Okay, and I shouldn't even say the Tamils have become more successful. I should say the Tamils have become more successful in terms of having bigger houses, material success, which isn't, I don't think it's successful. I think having more of an education and knowledge is success. But in terms of how the North American mentality is, the American dream, you want to have a bigger house, more cars. You want to have a higher education, formal education level, right? Okay. Uh, you know, how can they say the American dream is to have all that stuff? Because let's say a guy in Tennessee, he doesn't have access to that stuff. If he wants to have, achieve that stuff, he has to go to New York City. So it's not really the American dream. A successful guy in a small town in Tennessee is successful because he's got his house, he's got his family, he's got his job. But he's only earning 40, 50,000, right? Isn't he a success? Yes, he is. Because in that town, he's, he's doing well. If he goes to New York City now, he can't afford to live there. So he's not going to be a success. So he hasn't achieved the American dream, has he? So if a Tamil guy goes to Nashville, he's achieved the American dream. But if a Tamil guy in Tennessee has achieved the American dream, but if all the Tamils are in New York, they're not going to achieve the American dream. Some of them are going to fail, right? Do you understand? Right? But most of them are still going to try to strive to get to the American dream in New York, and it takes a lot more effort. So in Toronto, for example, real estate is expensive compared to Moncton, New Brunswick in Canada. The average house in Toronto is probably what now? Over a million? 800,000, let's say. The average house in Moncton, New Brunswick is $185,000, $200,000. The minimum wage can't be that different, right? So... Once you've bought your house in Moncton, you've achieved the Canadian dream, haven't you? You've got your house. You've got your family happy. You, you just have to pay the bills. All right? At 200000 you will never achieve. How, how much more effort will you have to get to achieving the Canadian dream in Toronto? Right? But you want to stay in Toronto because your culture is here. Your heritage is here. Your shops are here. And your community is here. So it's an immigrant trap. You're coming in to Toronto and you're not moving out. And you are struggling here. Most of the immigrants here, they buy a house and they split the basement and they put two separate apartments in the basement. Right? Excuse me, I'm just going to have some water. They put two separate basements in the apartment and they live upstairs. And then you see, you know, like more racist Canadians will be like, yeah, the only way immigrants survive is they have two separate basements in the apartment. Ha ha. They have to live in huge families, right? Yes, because if you as a Canadian, but they don't understand, it's not the same as when they came back in the 50s. And they're probably born into a house that's paid for. So over here, Tamil guys, like my friends, they've got into the system of just chasing the dream. And they're quite successful. But they have businesses and they have 
to work. They get up early in the morning and they sleep late at night. And they think to themselves, what's wrong with that? There's a lot wrong with that because you're not seeing your kids grow. You're not spending time with your wife. And I'm not, I'm going to be very honest here. A lot of my friends, right? They're like cheating on their wives, right? Okay, because they don't have time. They, they've lost the connection with the wife, right? But all the assets, the house, the, the business, all the, the house and everything is under the wife's name. So that if they go bankrupt or they mess up in their business, they can't be sued, right? Because they don't have any more assets. Everything's under the wife's name after they lose the business. So they're not going to divorce their wife, right? The $2 million house is under the wife's name. Do you, and after them, if they're cheating on their wives, I'm, I'm sure their wives are not stupid either, right? If you're a very intelligent guy and you can make so much money, you're married to a woman who's quite intelligent too. So she probably knows that and she's probably cheating on him, you. And you probably don't know that because you've, you've got a big ego. You know, men, men never think that women are able to cheat on, on their, on uh, the women will cheat on them. And uh, a lot of, a lot of like men from male dominated societies like the Tamil community. So if you were to go, uh, you see, it's a trap. Just if you let go of this, if you don't fall for it, because the thing is, who's benefiting from it? The banks. And the taxes, the highest real estate values are in Toronto. The highest car insurance is in Toronto. So the highest living cost is in Toronto. Who benefits from that? The people receiving your taxes. The people who receive your property taxes like the city of Toronto. If Toronto was not a racist place, because I say this is part of a racist system, Canada is racist. Okay? They've set it up this way. They're not stupid. Canadians have encouraged immigrants to stay in areas where everything is expensive so that means you want immigrants to do all the work for you and you benefit from the taxes okay this is what i say i say multiculturalism is part of a systemic racist policy employed by the canadians so i people will say to me hey trudeau is the guy who invented multiculturalism he's liberal Yes, he's liberal. So everyone goes, yes, so what's wrong with liberals are more, you know, friendly towards immigrants. Are they? Why have the highest number of immigrants that have come into Canada be, been during times of conservative rule? If you go back and look, so please, I encourage everyone to do their research. Go and look at the numbers of immigrants that have come into the country. So the highest acceptance rates of new immigrants into Canada find out the years now look at the years when liberals have been in power or progressive conservatives have been in power match those years you will find that the highest number of immigrants have been during times of conservative power and you will think why well simple the economy dictates when you need new workers when the economy is not doing well and you a lot of jobs are available right let's say when the economy is not doing well or, or suddenly the economy is in a, in a rebound. I shouldn't say when the economy is not doing well. Let's say a lot of jobs are available, but no one is getting the jobs. And the, the government is like, well, there's a lot of people looking to employ people, but nobody's there, right? That means that there's potential for money. There's potential for economic growth because if the guy hires it, he makes more money in his business, but he can't hire anyone. Let's bring in people, right? That's the time. It doesn't matter whether it's 
in liberals or conservatives, they just make the decision, let's allow in more refugees. Let's allow in people from other countries, right? And right now, when we open the door, nobody wants to come from Europe because Europe's doing well. Okay, who should we pick next? Let's go with Eastern Europe, right? If you look, when Canada first came here, right? Why is there no Czechoslovakians from Europe? Why are there no people from Romania? All the people that set up, because it's great opportunity, is given to the first, the, the guys on the top of the list, the British, right? Then the Irish, you know, the WASP people. I shouldn't even say Ireland, but because the Irish were treated very badly and they were treated like immigrants initially. Then after that, let's say, now let's say today you're looking for immigrants. Nobody wants to come from England. Nobody wants to come from Western Europe. So let's go Eastern Europe, Czechoslovakia, Polish, white. Then no. How about Russia? No. How about South America? Okay, but they have a language problem. Okay, then who's the next group? Okay, now we go with Indians, right? But at that time, there's a war in Sri Lanka. Okay, bring, in, bring them in. They're just the same as Indians. Bring them in and they can work, right? Then, okay, forget them. They don't want to come. Okay, now bring in the Africans. It's, it's still racially biased. It's still a racist system. So in Toronto, look in Toronto. Okay, you want to show, I'll show you proof. Let's not even look at those places like Moncton and things. They're not racist because they don't even have any immigrants to be racist towards. So how can you say in Moncton it's racist? So there's some questions here. Oh, but Moncton is racist. No, it's not. New Brunswick is racist. No, it's not. Nova Scotia is racist. No, it's not. How can it be racist if there's four four brown guys there? How can it be racist? There's no there's no there's no people to be racist towards. And if you, I've been to Moncton, New Brunswick, I've been to Nova Scotia. They're not racist. They're ignorant. That means they don't know anything. But when you sit with them, they don't they look at you. Once you start talking about Toronto Maple Leafs and things like that, they're like, oh, okay, they're normal. And then they take care of you. There's no more racism. They just want to find out things about you. Just like in Norway, when you go and watch things, they want to find out. Come to Toronto. I'll tell you why Toronto's racist. If you look at all the businesses in Toronto that have, not talking about Sri Lankan business, go and look at Bell, Bell Canada. Go and look at CIBC, TD. Okay, look at all the top businesses and companies and firms, right? Now, I'm, I was, I'm employed in social work. So even in social work at a community health center is where I'm working. A community health center. So now, in a community health center, everybody working there is of different color. Because 60% of Toronto is, is people of color. POC, they call them. People of color. 60%. So, let's look at the top levels. Let's not look at the employees. Let's look at the management levels of companies in Toronto. That means managers and executive directors. Directors. So the people who tell people what to do. Who's the ma upper management? It's not 60% people of color. It's more like 80% people of color. So for example, in my community health center, the person at the top or the second from the top was a white person. Below that was a black person and some other people. But the most, that per, the white person was leaving. So everyone in the community health center among the workers, so including me, so I'm among the workers, we were saying, hey, the black person is the next person to get that job because she was highly qualified, highly experienced. We all respected her. 
So we were thinking the, pers- the people above would make the decision to hire the black person. Instead, they brought in another white person from another place. And we're thinking, why the hell would they do that? Right? Because, and then they started saying, this person has all these qualifications. So I knew the black person. I talked to the black person. The black person's like, what do you think? <laughs> uh, look at my face. Okay? And go and look. It's a racist system. And the place where you see the most racism is in Montreal, Toronto, and probably Vancouver. I can't speak, but Toronto's racist. It's racist because they are not the same opportunities when you get to the top. So town people are saying, why? There's lots of opportunities. Yeah, if you do it yourself. All of my friends work for themselves and they're millionaires. The guys working in corporations are not the executive director. They might put one, and that's called a token placement, so that everyone can stop talking. During the 60s and 70s and 80s, there was this thing saying, aren't women supposed to be so as qualified as men? Don't women belong to the same qualifications? Because that was the time of feminism and equality for men, for women. Women were were arguing for their rights. So you know what everyone did? Go and look at all the countries. Each country has had one female leader. So the white boy club, the old white guy club, and I, I'm not one of those guys, but it's true. They said, let's just hire a woman to shut them up. So Kim Campbell has been the Prime Minister of Canada. And then she was there and she's gone. Now there's not going to be another female Prime Minister ever for a long time until someone kicks up a fuss again. Then they'll put one in to shut them up and then put them away. Does that mean that they're good people? No, they're just putting one out so that they shut Margaret Thatcher. In Australia, there's been one leader. In the East, there's been one leader. There's been uh, Indira Gandhi in India, and then no more, right? Go and look. In America, they probably will... At least they've got... uh, Who's that lady? Uh, Bill Bill Clinton's wife, Hillary Clinton. She's up there. So no one's saying, oh, you guys are against women, right? Once they've put a woman there, you can't say it anymore. Hey, you Canadians don't treat women good. You never put women in high positions. Are you joking? A woman was the Prime Minister of Canada. Okay, okay, okay. I shut up now. Do you understand? It's an immigrant trap to stay in Toronto, right? Because immigrants just live in Toronto and work all day, work all night. The only way they get satisfaction is by buying something. The only time my friends are happy is when they're trading in their Acura and going and looking in the dealership to buy a new Benz. After they bought the Benz, Right, my buddy calls me and he says, "Hey, let's go and let's get, uh, let's go. Yo, I'm I'm going to uh, trade in my Benz, my 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 Acura, and get a Benz." Firstly, I'm always like, "Why would you get a piece of crap when you have a good car?" <laughs> but okay, we go to the Benz dealership, and he's so happy. Hey, man, what do you think of this car? I'm like, I don't know. Drive it. Let's drive it. You know, he said, "Yo, let's you drive it. I drive. Wow, nice car. Keeps going, keeps going. Then he buys the Benz. Right." He's so happy. And, you know, most of my friends smoke cigarettes. He's a smoker. So he's like, I'll never smoke in this car. Two weeks later, he calls me. Let's go to Tim Hortons for a coffee. He's smoking the car. I said, I thought you never smoke in the car. Ah. See, then his happiness is gone. You know, he's back to the drive again. So the only way you get something is if you consume. That's not what's going on in New Brunswick, in those small towns. You bought the house. They don't have big TVs. They don't have big cars. They don't have big houses. And they're very happy. Immigrants don't know it, but immigrants here in your village, if you've brought all your people from your village and you stay in Toronto, how do you measure success? 
you, when you're not talking to anybody else, you're just looking at the same guy from the village, the guy with the bigger house in Toronto now. So you know what you're doing is you compete against him to chase. And it's all a setup. So that's what I mean by immigrant trap. Thank you.